This is MMA Torch editor Jamie Pennick, and this is the Torch Audio News Brief for Monday, May 24, 2010. Uh, the second iteration of the UFC Undisputed video game hits stores uh, at midnight tonight at a lot of GameStop locations. They're doing a release party uh, at over half of the game stations in the country. Um, and uh, for both the Xbox 360 and PlayStation 3, there is a, a very special unlockable character uh, It came out. Shaquille O'Neal is going to be available in the game. Um, the the news was broke by MiddleEasy.com, and uh, it's, it's just a code that unlocks him uh, in the game. He's actually in the... Um, uh, the game guide for it as well, uh, so it's it's a confirmed report. It's it's a, a legit thing. It, it's going back to the old uh, Sega Genesis uh, NBA Jam type uh, uh, celebrity appearance in the game. Um, also harkens back to uh, Shaq Fu of those days as well. So uh, I, it's it's a fun addition to the game. That's it's a diversion from the legit sporting of the game, because they've also got the tap-out guys in there as well. Um, so it just makes for an interesting playable character. Of course, some will complain that we've got the tap-out guys in, and Shaq, and yet there are some others uh, that are still absent from the game. But uh, setting it aside, it, it's, a, it's a nice diversion and, and kind of an interesting uh, addition to it. So um, for those picking up the game, check out uh, the... Um, quick post on it on the main site for uh, how you can go about downloading that um, or, or unlocking that uh, character. Uh, moving on from that, some early pay-per-view buy estimates are out for UFC 113, and it's got it as a, a pretty good event. Uh, uh, Dave Meltzer of the Wrestling Observer Newsletter um, reports that the uh, early reports coming out are uh, pegging at about 520,000 pay-per-view buys, though he does say some cable estimates have shown it as high as 687,000 buys, and some other trending reports um, and, and other things that they determine this buy since the UFC is still uh, a private company and does not release them, them release these numbers themselves. Um, all of the things that they go by to determine what these events have drawn um, have it... Uh, a lot of things are showing uh, that it, it could be the higher number, but what they're able to confirm at this point is the 520,000 figure. Uh, it's up about 70,000 buys from the, the debut event, and honestly, in a very stacked pay-per-view market with Mayweather Mosley the week before that did 1.4 million pay-per-view buys, the week before that was the big uh, Aldo vs. Faber pay-per-view event, just a few weeks before that was UFC 112. A couple weeks before that was UFC 111. 520,000 buys for a fight between two Brazilians that don't speak very much English uh, is a testament to uh, just how good their first fight was and uh, the fact that they're able to retain uh, all of that audience and more to, to view the, the second one. And, you know, there's some getting a negative spin on, on the number, but... 520,000 pay-per-view buys is not bad for a title fight. Um, again, especially between two Brazilians that don't speak very much English. Uh, the, the Kimbo slice factor in this, because he was on the third fight on the card, You know, he was hyped as being on the pay-per-view card, but he was fighting Matt Mitrione, who had one fight prior to this. Fans had seen all that Kimbo has to offer uh, on 
free television before in the fights against Roy Nelson and Houston Alexander, and then going back to Elite XC, the Seth Petrozelli disaster. So fans have seen what Kimbo Slice can do, and it's not indicative of paying $50 to see him do it against a guy that has one fight. And when he got destroyed like he did against Mitrione, um, it just sends that point home even further that there's just... Uh, he wasn't going to be a real big draw on this card. And in retrospect, you can see that, uh, you know, there were questions about whether he'd be able to draw or not, but the fact that he didn't add any boost to the pay-per-view shouldn't come as a surprise because uh, it it really... uh, He he didn't acclimate himself to be a pay-per-view star. Uh, Free television, he's going to draw viewers. On Spike TV, he's going to draw viewers. On pay-per-view... You know, people aren't going to pay to see um, the types of performances they've seen out of him, plain and simple. But uh, the the big picture here is the UFC has now done three events with over 500,000 buys. UFC 111 broke the 500K mark, as did, or UFC 112 broke the 500K mark. UFC 111 came in uh, just over 700,000. Um, UFC 114 is going to make it four straight because. It, the Rampage uh, Rashad grudge match is such that I, I honestly believe this event hits 800,000, possibly more. This really could be a, a million-plus event uh, just be by sheer fact that the Primetime Series is back and they've, they've really gotten the hype back for it. The problem is it's just a one-fight card. Uh, there are some exciting fights on the main card, but they're not really big-name fights. They're not sellable fights. Losing Forrest Griffin hurt this buy rate for sure. If Forrest Griffin was still on this card against uh, Little Nog, I, I think this event would very well break a million pay-per-view buys. I think it, it not that he's going to lose 200000 just by the sheer fact that Forrest Griffin's not on, but the fact that there isn't a second, a, a big um, number two fight on this card hurts it a bit. Still, if you're going to have a one-fight card, this is a hell of a fight to put in it with... Uh, the trash talk and the hype going into it and all of the back and forth that we've seen from Tough 10. You know, they were the coaches on the highest rated series of the show. So it, it very well could um, get near that hundred uh, or that, that million payment by mark. Now, moving forward from that, UFC 115, I think it's almost a guarantee. It, it's going to be lower, but I think it's almost a guarantee for at least 400,000 buys. Because you've got Chuck Liddell and Rich Franklin, who are two of the biggest names in the UFC's history, facing off against one another. And uh, it could push even further than that, just because it's the two of them. It's coming off of the Ultimate Fighter that a lot of people still are watching and paying attention to. Um, and and we'll, we'll get to figure out what happens with Rich Franklin coming in, uh, starting with this week, when we finally find out why Tito pulled out in the first place. So... Um, with, with that quite possibly going 500,000 as well, the UFC could be on a, a major string of really big events because if 115 does over 500,000 pay-per-view buys, 116, 117, and 118 are all guaranteed to go over that mark because 116 with the return of Brock Lesnar is very well um, surpassing a million pay-per-view buys. I, I can't see any way it does not hit at least a million if not significantly more than that. UFC 117 is, is uh, quickly becoming uh, the card to beat this year. 
the Uf- for the UFC and anywhere else. I mean, um, the Anderson Silva back on top in a main event after his UFC 112 performance uh, was looking like it was going to be uh, thrown in to be the benchmark for how low they can go with a title fight. With Chelsea Sonnen's trash talk coming in and the card that they're putting together with John Fitch and Tiago Elves uh, and Junior Dos Santos against Roy Nelson, um, Matt Hughes and Ricardo Almeida, this is just one of the single best main cards that the UFC is putting together for this year uh, with some just great, great fights with some uh, world-class fighters on here and uh, title implications in, in a lot of factors. Um, th- th- this fight this fight card is really big. And then UFC 118 at the end of the month is the same thing because you've got uh, the BJ Penn-Frankie Edgar rematch out of UFC 112, and people are going to be expecting a much better uh, BJ Penn in the rematch than they saw in the first fight, and people are going to be tuning in to see if BJ can regain his belt. Then you've got Kenny Florian and Gray Maynard in the co-main event on that card as well, and, and some others that make that card a, a really good fight card as well. I don't think there's any way uh, either of those cards in August does under 500,000 buys. So if that's the case, then you've got eight straight events for the UFC doing over 500,000 pay-per-view buys, some significantly more than that, and uh, that's a big deal. You, 2009 was a great year for UFC pay-per-view. 2010 is either going to be right there with it. It, it could even surpass it still. It, it's, it, you know, it was looking bleak at the beginning of the year with some injury-ravaged cards, and, you know, there's always uh, the question thrown out about whether, uh, you know, the market is getting overexposed, if, if there's overexposure of MMA on television. But the, the numbers are suggesting otherwise. If the fights are there and the fights are interesting and the cards are interesting, people are going to pay for these events. And, and the... They're buying in bigger numbers. UFC's really low-end benchmark, um, it, it, you know, is 300, 350,000 pay-per-view buys. That is not a, a, a bad thing when you look at just three years ago. Um, you know, just look back to 2006, 2007. Uh, those numbers were uh, even lower for the, the low-end benchmark. And, and they weren't they weren't consistently hitting 500,000 pay-per-view buys. And you go back, you know, just back to 2006, uh, 2005, and then to, and then 2006, and they were running not anywhere near the the amount of events they are now. And they still weren't getting the pay-per-view buys back then. Um, you know, the boom started after the first season of The Ultimate Fighter, but uh, it's it's still been a long time coming. Uh, to, to get this consistent level of success for these UFC events. So they're in a really good spot right now with this buy rate, and there's nothing to be ashamed of for hitting 500000 for this uh, um, pay-per-view event. Uh, I, I kind of went on a tangent with this, but I'll get some other short things here quickly. Um, the uh, 12th season of The Ultimate Fighter will also have a lead-in from a UFC fight night. Um, just as season 11 did with Fight Night 21. It will be Fight Night 22 on September 15th, and a lightweight bout between Jim Miller and Gleason Tebow is in the works for that card as well. Um, should be a very good lightweight thing heading into the George St. Pierre versus Josh Koscheck season of The Ultimate Fighter. Uh, UFC 116, touched on it a little bit, but um, will be the third straight event with uh, prelims on Spike TV. 
Chris Tuxer against Brendan Schaub and Kendall Grove against Goran Reljic. Um, that that fight will uh, those those two fights will take place on Spike TV. Uh, heading into the UFC 116 pay-per-view, headlined by Brock Lesnar against Shane Carwin. And uh, that card is also going to have another addition on the preliminary card in uh, Tough 7 competitor Gerald Harris, who uh, didn't get brought into the UFC right away, won a bunch of fights after his time on The Ultimate Fighter, called up MMA Junkie Radio when Dana White was on and asked him for a job, got a chance uh, finally this January, and he's coming off of two stoppage victories in a row. Uh, he's going for a third straight victory. No uh, opponent is set yet, but um, he'll be an exciting addition to the card as well. So uh, with going a bit on uh, a tangent on my uh, pay-per-view uh, thoughts, I'll, I'll finish this up here at about 13 minutes. So thanks for listening in once again. This is Jamie Penick signing off.